I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I had this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, soul wavers. How you doing? Welcome, if you're new, to The Soul Awakening. It's great to connect with all of you. I'm just getting my decaf. I've been doing a deep cleanse, cleanse clearing, so I have not, I've been just juicing. If you notice, my voice is a little different. I'm kind of in that, um, almost, well, a few days were like a fast, so we shall see how you get a little, you get a little buggy. You get a little buggy after about a, a five days to a week. Oh God, it's great to connect with all of you. Couldn't do it last week. I was so bummed. Uh, wrote BTR. Anybody got a connection with Blog Talk Radio? I've been uh, anyway. They're apprised of the situation. I've emailed the, the producers. Emailed them. We'll see what. But it seems to be working now. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to this wonderful Wisdom Wednesday. Uh, If you want to call in to say hi or if you want to listen in by phone, if you want to get a reading by calling in, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Um, I also, okay, thank you for all that you're doing. I'm going to try to keep this part <laughs> kind of kind of short, but those of you that have been doing the five star you know on Spotify, you've been doing the five star on Apple podcasts and reviews, such appreciative, positive, uplifting reviews. I mean, some of you are saying how just listening to this podcast has changed your life and how you're doing so much better and what you've integrated in your life. And I just, oh my God, do you guys know what that feels like? <sighs> do you know what that feels like to read that? Because that's inspiration for inspired action, which is something we're going to be talking about a little bit here. Just really want to thank you for the support. And not even support, it's not just about support. It's about the connecting and the sharing. Because you're connecting in you're making this soul juice even more amazing. But then you're also, it's part of your life, your world. You're sharing your energy with other people, not just me, but other people. And that's the soul juice, you know, which is kind of my new channel. I don't know what I'm doing with it on Instagram. I, I don't know. I, it just was a little kind of mistake to make it flash, but I'm just getting that 
as more and more people are awakening to their soul. That's what I'm dealing with. There's so many awakenings. That's why this podcast is called Awakenings. I'm not doing awakenings in government and woke versus non-woke or the right or the left side's doing this and the right side's doing this and political awakening and we've got to have a spiritual awakening. Yeah, part of this is a spiritual awakening. But we've had spiritual awakenings, gang. (laughs) We have not had a soul awakening. Which means, what does that mean? We've been playing the same game. Now it's game changing. Why? Because all the other great awakenings that we've had, and we've never really had one like this. Yeah, we had like a civil rights awakening. We've had awakening to women's rights. We've had awakening to um, LGBT rights, uh, trans. It's all been very surface. It's been the surface. It's been the color of my skin. It's been awakening to big people, to little people, to marginalized people, to native people, to indigenous people, to brown people, to black people. Uh, we need more awakening to brown people or ambiguous, you know, that are multi. And I think that spirit's joke on us is as we <laughs> kind of move into that whole idea like ambiguous. Now you have, and when I was modeling, I, I got a lot of jobs because I was ambiguous. I could be any race. And my producers and clients that were really good friends of mine that booked me a lot. I mean, they weren't really good friends, but they were colleague, colleague friends, collegial friends, told me, you know, we, make, we can make a lot of money off of you or we save a lot of money. And I'm like, okay, that's great because you could be anybody. We, we, you could be this in this video. You could be this in this, uh, you know, billboard or this and this and this ad, this and this and this commercial, or we hire you. You appeal to so many people, and I'm like, oh, whatever, okay. I, I didn't care because I was connected to the soul. I'm like, hey, people, do whatever you want. You know, I got some some jobs. They got I got paid more to, for them to darken my skin. <laughs> I'm like, I told my agent, oh, they want for this role, you're you know, or this ad, and I'm like, okay, but how much are they gonna pay? I'm like, I really don't care because it's about the soul. All this other stuff is surface. All this other stuff is ego. Not that it's bad, it's just transitory. It doesn't last. What lasts, and you see it in any great art, it's, it's beyond the form. It's the energy that you feel. Earlier today I was watching a couple podcasts, and uh, were just bits of it. I kind of, I don't know, stumbled upon something, and that led me down another little rabbit hole. <laughs> and led me, you know how that goes. So I was watching um, this, oh, God, I don't even know the name of the podcast, but the woman does all kinds of history and kind of a blending of different cultures. And if I find it again, which I sure, I'm sure i will, but she was talking about, okay, because everybody we know Beyonce just came out with a semi-kind of country song. And... Um, and I have an interesting mix since I have relatives from Europe, Germany, England, uh, what, Germany, um, France, Mexico, Puerto Rico, family in Texas, Texas, right? Tex-Mex, right? And we list, grew up, we listened to everything. My parents, we, they listened to classical, they listened to jazz. Um, they listen to all kinds of music. Even my mom listened to 
as she was getting divorced, I will survive by Gloria Gaynor, so much that my brother can't even listen to it. In fact, one time, to be funny, I sent him um, an audio clip of it uh, from YouTube in Spanish. I go, you're never going to get away from this song. <laughs> I, I love the song, but he, he, he heard it way too much um, with telenovela drama, you know. Um, but country, and that I was big. We were big Texas. I knew how to Texas two step. Uh, we listened to mariachi band, um, all kinds of music, all kinds of music. And so I grew up on all kinds of music, and I still do. I love all kinds of music. I have my favorite genres. So I was like, okay, where does this come from? So, and I knew growing up. I think it was Charlie Pride. I remember Hank Williams. My parents listened to Hank Williams Jr. Um, I remember seeing that there were people that were, you know, black that were singing country and other, 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 you know, nationalities as well. But I know people are making kind of like a big deal of it right now with her. But anyway, it's having its resurgence and that's kind of like an awakening. Um, so I'm watching this show, Where Does Country Come From?, and they did a deep dive of how it originally started with these, I don't know, I can't, these like singing in the field songs then got to put to music and then they kind of went into country and, and then they talked about bluegrass. But it very much came from, you know, the, the whole idea of the people working, you know, slavery, the people working the fields. And this guy had an amazing voice. He was, I don't know where he's from, Nashville? No, I don't remember. Tennessee, Tennessee. And he was showing the progression from, like, the songs or hymnals or whatever they were called. Now I don't remember what it was called. um, From what he called the holler, working in the holler in the coal mines and whatever, to how it got, you know, into country and then how that became uh, blues and then there was a little sidestep into there to bluegrass. And then everything has that in American music, into rock and roll, you know, Elvis. And this woman did a deep dive on Elvis also. In um, all these roots. But I'm going to take it a step further because I'm surprised they didn't cover this. It's even beyond slavery, folks. I got news for you. I remember when I was, one of the times I was living in Europe and I was in England and um, the guy that I was dating at the time, my boyfriend, we went to Scotland. And we're in this very – first of all, it tripped me out that people, that very upper crust, right, arrest, you know, aristocracy in England used the word reckon. Now, when I was growing up, reckon was like, you know, you didn't go to proper – you didn't go to school. That's not proper English. But they so used it. When we got to Scotland, they had all these little countryisms that – we would associate, oh, these are very, you know, poor people. But they clearly were not poor people. And then, okay, we're in this swanky, um, not like a bed and breakfast, but like a boutique, what you'd call like a, a boutique hotel. And it had this small room, um, a dining room. It was so amazing. I mean, so utterly European, British. It was just amazing. And Scottish, British, there's some crossovers, right? So you had, the, you had your dinner. And then you retired to have your, um, you had your dessert and then your, and your coffee and you retired. 
you know, to another another room. And then there was another room where people were having their after dinner drinks and music, and I hear fiddling. Ding 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 ding. And I'm like, my God, they're they're into country music. They they love. I'm thinking that these people have taken our country music and they're listening to it. And some of them have this heavy Scottish brogue and all the vernacular that you would hear in southern states, right? So me, I'm always Miss Nosy. I love to talk to everybody and learn and share. I go and talk to this man that was in there and one of the players. And and as any, you know, if you know country, any country folk, and Scott, and Europe, Europe is very much like, especially like England, the smaller towns, you know, they have a pecking order. You have your elders at the top, your seniors, you have the officials, you know, then you have your, you know, kind of common folk or whatever, and then you have the tourists, okay? <laughs> and he snaps at me and he says, where do you think it came from? And I went, What? And he goes, we started all that. He goes, the country that you hear, you think it came from your country? He goes, it came from Scotland. We came over there. And if you study the history, this is why I love history. I love doing deep dives. Because after this, and since then, in recent time, I've researched again. And I'm just fascinated. Yes, and he said, yes, while what, what founded America was all the Brits trying to escape Britain, right, England, and coming over here, he said, we were, he goes, you went down the lowlands, you know, the the first settlers, he goes, we, the Scots, we were smart, he said, we went, because he goes, we didn't want to deal with anybody, they're very independent people, for the most part, let's just say as a generalization, they went through the lands, you know, they came over on on the ships, but they didn't go to the lowlands. They went to the highlands, what we now call the, the haulers, right? Uh, Appalachia. Appalachia. Appalachia, I think. It's not Appalachia. It's Appalachia. Appalachian mountains. They went in those ranges because they knew people, and they were sturdy. He goes, we were warriors. We went there. We knew that we would, we'd win fights if people tried to tell us what to do and tried to fight and have war. So all of those things. And maybe they had slaves. I don't know. I don't know all the story, but anyway, even the banjo apparently came from slave times. So he said, we brought our music, we brought our food. And it's true. If you're in these towns, the biscuits, that's all England. They're like scones. That's all England, you know, Britain, if you want to call England, Britain, and Scotland. Uh, Irish, too, a bit, but mainly Scottish. And he said, yeah, we settled in there. And we brought our music, and it went down. It went into the lowlands. From the mountains, it went down. And people picked up on it. So I thought that was fascinating. And something this woman said on this podcast that I love, she's like, everything gets mixed with everybody and everyone. Depending on who picks something up, you do it a little bit your way. And why I love this so much, and I'm sharing this with you, is because that is so much the soul. It is only the ego that wants to overly identify with something, to specialize. I'm not saying specialization is wrong or bad. It, it has its place. I mean, there's things I specialize in in the work that I do. Um, 
but the over-focus on specialization and outer identity is, is very, it's very egoic. It's, a lot of it's based on wounding, not feeling good enough. And it registers into yeah, the, the lower level, e, e, I would say ego, which I call egoic, which can sometimes inc- includes the wounding, to the ego, to healthy ego. And so we're seeing that break down. We're seeing the winding out of that, whether it's hybrid jobs and hybrid businesses, hybrid careers, people doing more than one thing. Because remember, we, we, the specialization, you can only do one thing, or you do one thing and be successful. That was never about the soul. The soul has many ways to be successful. The, the soul has many ways to express and experience life and, and, and find great meaning. It's not one way. And so all of that, this is the way, this is the rule book, this is your steps to success, though you can have, you can have, you can have steps that bring you, I would say it brings you to the, the opening, but then to really be successful and thrive, and I mean successful in an inner way also, you have to bring yourself, you have to know yourself, and you have to mix that in. So I thought, okay, here it is, this, and then I was watching with Nikki Harris and Donna DeLore, who I know, who were backup singers and dancers at one point um, with Madonna, and of course they both, they've, Donna DeLore did a lot of uh, uh, kirtan, uh, bhajan uh, music, um, and Nikki Harris did a lot of spiritual, uh, spiritual spirituals, like uh, at Agape Spiritual Center, and they, they've come together. Anyway, they were sharing, and I thought, all these things, if you pause and watch, it shows where we're going as a humanity. But I look at it beyond the humanity part. I look at the soul. How is the soul peeking out? Because on some level, the soul understands the uniqueness of its being. The more awake, the more aware you are, you understand you're unique. That's why you don't have to fight. That, that's why I remember, like in college, I was very much, when I was at university, I was very much into like parlor tricks, you know, and proving myself that I was also psychic, you know, and my gifts, and that I'm involved in spirituality and and I was studying, of course, and I was doing a lot of research and in my, you know, early 12, even like late teens, um, into probably late 20s or maybe, yeah, maybe mid, I don't know, definitely before 30s. And I remember one time I was at a party years ago. And a friend of mine said, oh, my God, Michelle, you didn't even say anything. They were so wrong about what they were saying about what they do, what you do. or what." And I said, yeah, yeah, I know. And she said, but you didn't say anything. Why didn't you? St-? And I said, because I don't feel like it. I, didn't, I came here to have a nice time. I said, I used to do that. It was interesting for me because I had all the facts and figures, and I could you know, spit them out. I had the receipts. And then I got to the point where it doesn't really matter. That's their path. That's their process. That's, it. That's inside their own mind. I'd rather go over to the next side and create something amazing and, and magnificent. And and that and that's why I had different people want to do testing or even I got asked to work with the government. Some of you know that story. Um, there was somebody from a, uh, a TV pilot I did. They wanted to do testing of me. And there were a lot of psychics doing it, and they've had more outer success in some ways, you know, uh, but I didn't care 
I didn't care. I'm like, I know what I see. I know what I feel. I know what I've done for people. I know how it works. It doesn't, you know, inspire me. Now, some people, it does. Those are the researchers of the world. There are people that love the statistics, and we need those kinds of people. But I knew very early on that wasn't my joy, you know. But what is my joy is to see the thread, to see what is happening in the awakening, how much more we've ascended, what does that feel vibrationally, and to share that with others and how to do that themselves and, and make it their own and connect to their own soul. To me, I'd rather spend time doing that than even documentaries where there's because it takes a lot of time, you know. I've been in regular TV before in film, and it's, it's, it's many years of your life to do something like that. So I appreciate it, and I, I, I love watching it. I love listening to it in podcasts or documentaries. But what I am seeing is that soul coming out more, saying let's dissolve some boundaries here, some, some veils. Let's lift some veils here, and let's get to the true identity that is um, beyond. Oh, Sue, you grew up with polka. Well, by the way, that's another thing I didn't really, because my mom played the um, course Athena, because it's like a mini accordion, because growing up, you, there was like a debutante. There was like a debutante thing in Latin culture. And, and so you had to learn certain things. You had to speak multiple languages. Uh, that kind of stopped with third generation, which I am. Uh, but what I realized, because uh, one of my grandfathers has roots in um, Poland. When you listen to the uh, some of the mariachi, the, some of the, the uh, more traditional, um, what is it, Tanaha, Mexican music, it, it has its roots in Eastern Europe, Poland, polka. It's polka. Um, but that's because a lot of the Europeans traveled to Mexico. Mexico was one of the, had one of the first, if not the first, universities in um, the North Americas. So it's, there was all, people don't understand, there was, and African, a lot of Africans came over, um, East Asian, Southeast Asia, um, I don't know about Japanese, I think Chinese that came over, um, you know, people traveled. You know, and I remember when I was modeling and I would tell, my, you know, share a bit of my background and they would say, well, how do they get over there? And I'm like, they traveled. Do you guys not remember the war, First World War, how many Europeans were coming over here? And a lot of, a lot of them went to uh, South America, Central America, right? They went to what, what Mexico, you know, California was much smaller. They, you know, they, they went to the Americas, um, North America. They went to Mexico. They, you know, they went to some Brazil, but some Argentina, Colombia, Guatemala, uh, Ecuador. There was another one that, they, that was really big. But anyway, yeah, so people travel, people mix around. You know, people mix around, people sleep around, they have babies. Um, but yeah, polkas. We did polka. I learned everything. I, waltz, polka. I mean, my, my parents used to have a lot of house parties. We had quite a large house, and you know, neighbors would come over. There was all kinds of music, so I was exposed to a lot of different music. Um, I can say the one that I don't like really 
I mean, I don't have to get into that. I mean, most everything I, I like. I, I just appreciate good music, good dance, art, art, music, soul expression. Uh, but, yeah, when you start digging around, you see that the roots go far, far back. That's why, and it was interesting because Nikki Harris said on this one podcast, I think it was Steve Blame's uh, podcast, and I knew this because, okay, side note here before we get, get, get to callers. A few years back, a few years ago, um, when I was doing, I was doing hosting, I was, I was kind of going back in the field, doing a little bit of, you know, commercials, modeling here and there. While I was still doing awakenings, I was doing all this in my, in my believe me, I don't even know how I got the time in, teaching, workshops, private clients. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go back into this because I never, when I had the chance to really do it and my agents were pushing me, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to study my spirituality and I really wasn't as engaged. So a client of mine had set me up with somebody that was a hosting class. And I went to this class. And there were a lot of people in there that were obviously way younger, but also they were very much into the pop culture and in like E! Entertainment. And a lot of them still are on E! Um, entertainment now. That And was very interesting. I don't know what conversation it was, but they didn't know who somebody was. And I asked, and I and they're like, well, I'm, I'm too young. I don't know that. I wasn't born then. And it's this culture that I've noticed this 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 temperature. And I I looked back and I snapped. I really quicked back at very stern and I said, you know what? I wasn't around either, but I know it because it's that's this is my genre. And and so that whole thing of. History. I don't care if you're studying astrology, numerology. You're studying, you know, psychic work. You need to know the history, where things came from, and that's a lot of this TikTok stars and they think that like they think Beyonce started which you know certain dance moves or Lady Gaga. There's not that appreciation for the artist coming out and saying, "I got this from so and so. I got this from." you know, Madonna or Michael Jackson or whomever, you know, on and on and on. You know, I got this from Hank Williams or whomever it is. And when I was learning growing up, whether it's metaphysics, all of it, you know, even as a hypnotherapist, we gave homage to the people that came before us. And definitely when I was a dancer, we knew the history. In fact, I did dance with Gene Kelly, just, you know, extra, not primary, not principal. Um, But... Still got to meet him and Dan. I was all, but and I wasn't born at the time he was, but I knew who he was. I knew who Fred Astaire was. When I was learning ballet, when I was learning jazz, which was my emphasis, I knew who the jazz greats were because we had, you would call that's a Fosse. That's a, you know, you had names that went with the dance style or a particular technique or tip, tip, uh, uh, typical f- uh, formation. Same with actors and actresses. We we learn. We did the research. We watched the videos. We watched the movies. We watched their interviews, and that's been lost. And Nikki Harris was talking about this and how this has been lost, this history. And I was thinking of well, this is the part of the awakening that's the great forgetting, and it's going to kind of get externally in the mainstream world worse. But you can see in different areas of life or different genres. People are trying to, um, you know, like there's that Wayback Machine on 
on you know the internet or people are archiving things because they see there's there's trying to be the erasing of history and it's not that we should just live by what happened in the past but there is a lineage an ancestral lineage that has an energetic component and when you break that you don't truly have good strength or roots so when you it's just like when you study with someone or apprentice like I do mentoring programs on, you know, personally and on through Patreon. I do that a lot because I learned a lot through my own mentoring process uh, and apprenticeship with various, and I used to do more apprenticing uh, ship work with people that I bring on. But that's how you learn shamanically, you apprentice. And so that that's also my teaching style and workshop style. Because you're getting the transmission of energy and that person's information, not just from me. You're getting my teachers, their teachers, their teacher, teacher, teachers. And they know this in Eastern tradition, like Hinduism, Buddhism. They, they're very honoring of that in the more you know, Eastern-based um, religions in that area of the Eastern world that it's a transmission. That's why we call the generational, you know, it, it's a generational transmission. It's not just trauma that passes on, you know, energetically on a cellular level, cellular, in a, a biochemical level. It's our wisdom. So you can align to that energy and begin to get their downloads. You can begin to get maybe not totally, sometimes just a little bit more, and sometimes a lot where you surpass. It depends on your your soul path. So in this great forgetting that we're in, this kind of trying to erase history and and to become the that that the present time group or organization or company or government or institution is the one that you know basically has all the information, holds all the cards. What, it's, what it seeks to do is to cut the tie or the lineage, the, the, that bond, if you will, that energetic light, love, wisdom bond from infinite source. Because once you appreciate that, oh, yeah, I wasn't born at that time, but I knew this, I understand this, now you're connecting to something greater because you're not just connecting to that person and their gifts, you're connecting to who they learn from and who they learn from, and where does that go back to? All the way to infinite source energies. God, source, the all that is. It, it, that idea of infinite innate intelligence, creative intelligence that comes up with these things. You can't do that if you think you're the one, that you're the bomb, that you created all this and you did all this on your own. And that's why you see things so fatty right now. They kind of come and go. They don't really, they don't really anchor, or they're very, very surface. And that's why there's the next big thing. There's the universe, the world, companies, organizations, agents, managers, everyone. Everyone is looking for what is the next big thing. Genuinely, the next big beyond the beyond the fad, beyond the surface. Um, and that's the soul. That's the soul peeking through. And it, it's just amazing to see because that's when we're going to have major transformation on the planet. That's where you're going to see when people are really recognizing they're a soul. They're infinite source energies, God in the form of them, connected to the infinite innate intelligence and creative expression of the world. Now, 
now what do you want to do with it? I mean, that's where the fun begins. And so we're doing a lot of healing and clearing, obviously, to get to that level of embracing that fullness of power and empowerment and that creative potential. You know, it's like it's, it's like having a huge water hose, and, and how do you hold it? How do you become a channel for that energy? So I watched a lot of different things, and I see the signs. I say, oh, wow, that's why they're having this discussion. That's why this is coming up. I'm looking at what's beyond the surface of this. It's the soul peeking through. It's the soul saying, go back to what creates, you know, from that space of that the inner psyche. And eventually what it does is it moves us more into inspiration and then inspired action. And that's the realm of that, that soul, passion and purpose, inspiration, and inspired action. All right, gang, I hope you like my little rant there. I actually had something else I was going to share, but I'm like, oh, i got to talk about this. i got to talk about I'm so inspired um, by these people sharing their path. Um, and, and, you know, it's so available. Uh, I grew up with, okay, Sue, what are you saying? So wouldn't that be what you would happen when you connect to your higher self? What's the question, Sue, in the chat? Well, yeah, your higher self is a vibrational aspect of you. It's, it's, it's a vibrational frequency. It is, it's more, it's your true self. But okay, in a way, we have no true self, right, because we're just constantly emerging and unfolding. But the soul, our soul is our design. You know, it's our individuality, our uniqueness. Obviously, our gifts are there, our, procl- our proclivities. Um, yeah, Sue, what were you saying? You said, I didn't get your question there connecting to the soul self, so I hope I'm answering it now. Let's see. What would that be, your higher self? So when you're living from your higher self, you're connecting into your soul. They're really, in a way, one and the same, but it's, it's, a, it's a frequency. Soul, if you look at it, is really this blueprint. It's living. It's alive. It, it, yeah, it's, it's um, but there is something beyond the soul, Okay. So you have the soul to then incarnate on some level, some dimension, some planet, in, in some form. Maybe it's an animal being. That's your blueprint and your, your destiny and your proclivities are in there. And that's why when you align more through your higher self to the soul, you start feeling more fulfilled. It's kind of like, you know, your own messages in a bottle that you're reading, you know, that are kind of unfolding. You're unfolding soul in all the experiences i'm not getting your question maybe call in or put what what would happen so wouldn't that be what would happen when you connect to your higher self soul in all the experiences we have so many experiences that we only get waves of them but every experience we're living out the same thing it used to be thought in some circles which i never thought this and my guides taught me that this is wrong and now people have changed their tune on this However you were born, that's how you were born. That's the level. It, it may change how it expresses. Like if I were spiritual, like I, I've always been this way. This is my soul. My soul wasn't last lifetime, wasn't, you know, a, a banker that was, or a stockbroker that only wanted money. No, your soul is who you are through each incarnation. If you were a robber last time, you're a robber or some form of that this time. It's the same vibrational frequency until it's no longer needed or necessary 
in this earth game, okay, which is not just a learning lesson. It's not a school here. It's, it's more than that. It's, it's not just a school. It's a, it's, a, it's a lab. It's a lab. This is the only dimension where we have these energy and motion and all the, in this, contra, this much contrast, you know, to play with and, and dissonance. Um, and, and, and the whole idea of manifesting and going for it and all these things that we do on a human level. So, yeah, your soul is your soul is your soul, is your viewpoint, is your, it's your view, yeah, it's, your, it's all your experiences and it's, it's your design, it's your blueprint. It can change somewhat, but I would say it's like a certain plot of land. Only so much can go on there. You either got to build up vertically if it's a very small plot or, you know, it, those are the boundaries of the soul. Oh, Colin. Oh, feel better, Sue. Feel better. Well, I hope I answered that. Let's get to callers. 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad if you have a question or a comment. 347-539-5122. Oh, I do think our guest, Rebecca Skeel. <clears throat> I think we're, what we're talking about, I'm just looking. I just got a little note. Is going to really tie in. Three four seven five three nine five one two two is the number. Call in. Hello. 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 Hi. This is Kristen. Hi. Hi, Kristen. Welcome. Um, thank you. Calling from Northern California. Oh, um, I. The chilly. Up I here? love. No, it's actually beautiful today, but there are the snow on all the mountains. So. Oh, nice. Um. Well, I was just hearing about the soul and that's what I feel like I missed in my life is that mm-hmm. I always feel like there's something coming but I haven't found it yet and I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. like I know I love certain things like gardening and cooking that makes me happy I have a great job not my life passion but I love what I do and talking to the people but I always feel like mm-hmm. there's something else that I want to do but I don't really know what and I wonder what if you have any. Um, well, I can do. I can. We can look in a little well, bit. Well, being creative. Say, yeah. Do you do that now? I have. I have not been doing it in the the last. I don't know. Probably ten years since I moved back to the states. Ah. Start there. A lot. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes a lot of people. Like, I really had no desire to do anything. I'm, I'm telling you, most of my life has lived on the steam, connecting to my higher self and just and my soul. Obviously, I was meant to have mm-hmm. all these, you know, I lived in Europe, I modeled, I acted, I've done, you know, been on, I've done so much, lived so many different places, um, been married, unmarried, you know, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I just followed the promptings. I, fo- I, I always... Well, a couple of times I have not followed my higher self, but for the most part, I followed this inner call and I had such a strong connection to spirit. When things would come up and I would tune in and feel it, I would just kind of go for it. So some people, their life is like that. Some people, you know, they're like, oh, I love playing guitar and they become, you know, in a band or a prodigy or they, you know, they know early, like this is the thing I got to do. Yeah. Like my husband, that's why he knew. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew. I just. Whatever. So if you don't, I'll look. I'll look briefly at your numerology because I'm going to say if you don't know, the way that you find out is by following what you, what interests you, without judgment. 
and just yeah. and just going for it, right? So yeah. the the thing that stops people, because see, it, in the soul level, the soul it, it, the soul level or land of spirit, it, you know, spirituality, it's not like oh, I got to do this to, you know, unless your soul you know is big on money or something. But it, it's not like I'm going to do this yeah. for this result. It's very much about interest and one one yeah. likes, and then one goes oh. Oh, that's a career. That's how I should make money. Cause then, but it doesn't start out like that. So when people try to look for their soul purpose or have the way to express their soul purpose, because your soul purpose is you, however you are in the world. That's what's so funny about it in a way a little insidious. It's like, it's like having something on your back that everybody could see, like a piece of tape, but you can't see it or feel it, but it's there. Other people yeah. see your gifts, right? So our soul's yes. purpose is not what we do, it's how we do what we do. I mean, I can say right. myself, yeah. so many people do what I do, but it's not. But my soul's purpose is the way that I do what I do. But mm-hmm. one of the ways our soul's purpose tries to get through to us, through our higher self, is very often through creativity. It's through some form of self-expression, which is also soul expression, or creative expression, and that opens the door to joy because to really know what your soul's expression is and soul gifts, you have to connect into the vibrational frequency of joy. What is that mindless joy that you just enjoy doing no matter who's around or what, what's going on? When mm-hmm. you tap into that, and I think that's why there's that saying, what is it, um, do what you love and the money will follow? Um, And then I get some people saying, well, I tried that and it's not – well, I will tell you, when I work with people, there's usually something off. They have a wounding, self-sabotaging tendencies, or they think they found their soul's purpose and they really haven't. It's something else. Like I'll give you an example. I I was really – because I'm brutally honest, but with a loving way, because I think that's how I want people to be with me. I don't want people fluffing my ego up and putting me on the – if I'm – you know – going to somebody for honest health, help, mm-hmm. I really want the truth. So I'm very much that way. So client of mine is brilliant in business and creativity in that way and, and facts and figures and money, but also business and ideas and how to make them thrive. And, then, and I've seen this time and time before. Now they went to school because now they want to be a therapist or a counselor. And I don't see it. I just, I, it's fine. They won't stay with that. But they asked yeah. my opinion, and it was a psychic reading, and I said, no. I said, I feel like you could – I don't see you doing therapy. Like, I loved it. When I was doing – when I still do therapy, I'd work one-on-one. I love that. But I'm not a business person. Business people have a very difficult time switching into tell me how you feel and all that. There's no result in it. The result is very yeah. long. It's a, just a different mind. It's a different part of the brain. And she finally got it. She said, you know, I think you're right. And she goes, but I could work and I could manage or help other therapists or I could manage a center or health. And I said, exactly. And I go, you may do one-on-one. I go, but your gifts are very much in this organizational and the money. And she's been her, she has a restaurant and it's been written up. And I said, very often what happens is people need to do healing work. And then when they're in the healing work or doing, it could be, Metaphysics, I've had the same thing. I've had people that invest money for companies, and then they get involved in astrology, and they do some metaphysical work with me, and then they're like, I think I meant to be an astrologer and give up my, and I'm like, oh, you're going to give up all this and the, the millions and billions 
Yeah. I'm not saying you can't be a billionaire. You can be a millionaire for sure. I don't know. I go, you're going to give up all the hoity-toity for yeah. putting charts together. And she's like, no. And she goes, well, what can I do? I love, And I said, and she told me, this was amazing. She said, well, you know, I, what's fun for me is, and she's investing money for companies, not even individuals. And she goes in these meetings and, you know, all the charts and, oh, you should invest here and this is the trend for the next 10 years, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, just for fun, yeah. I always do the history and I do the astrology. And I said, bring that to the meeting. And she goes, really? And I go, yeah. why not? You know what they told her? They listened. She started bringing the astrology chart in. And the one guy said, look, you get such great results, I, we don't care what you bring in or what you do or use. But now oh, she's, oh, cool. but see the difference? Now she's on her yeah. soul's path and purpose because now she's connecting to being fulfilled to bring that astrology in. So I'm sharing mm-hmm. this with you because I feel you may have something maybe you might even think is a little secular, but there's this spiritual part of you, you know, and this mm-hmm. part that wants to help people. It may be even by your art that you're, what you do inspires others or they're getting something from that. But I clearly mm-hmm. feel for you the path of self-discovery right now and letting yourself go back into your, you know, your art and integrating that in your life and seeing where that leads you is going to bring you great yeah. results. Okay. Right? Sounds. All right. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Real quick, let's do a little bit. Let me see your uh, birthday. You're, I'm just, I'm curious now, Kristen. Let me get your, uh, okay. your birthday. Okay. It's 5-11-1965. Okay. Let's see what you're coming in with. This will just give a general. And I do this, like my soul path astrology and numerology reading, we dive deep into this. But I'll just give you a little peeky. Oh, yeah. Very much. Wow. Well, creative individual, yes, but needs to do something on your own or create something, make something, a, a, a business, project, or working more project-based. Um, you could do mm-hmm. well. You're good working with yourself, but having other people help you or support what you do, but having your vision. So what is it that you do now? What is the art? Because I think it's about maximizing well, I, that somehow. I just started the, a little bit delving into the metal arts again, like, you know, just for fun, jewelry or, a, yeah. you know, made a ring. Then, then all you need to do is find your reason. This is what I'm telling my Patreon people. Find your 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 why, the why you're do- and how you want to do something. That's your soul. How do you want to express what you're doing? If it's through jewelry and why, and what does it bring for you? I feel for you if you marry a deeper reasoning and share that with the world. You know, maybe it's inspirational jewelry. You know, like people have mm-hmm. astrology jewelry or with certain stones. I feel if you yeah. tap into something more, then you're going to do well. Okay. And I also heard Itsy. Sell it on Itsy. Now that doesn't mean Itsy, you have to yeah. stay there, but that can be a big opening for you. Mm-hmm. But that's what I see. You you working solo for you is perfect. Is great, and your own projects is yeah. is perfect. And I don't you, want you were it, meant to create. Yeah, you were meant to create. You came here to make something, either make something hmm. or make something happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. That's 
I love. Does that make sense? So hints so, yeah, I the got metal and I started. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were we gonna say? That was a little like hint I got, and I started the metal arts again after years and years of years of not doing it. Um, so I'm just gonna start. Slowly. Yeah, I always say yeah, and as an artist, I think. If people can keep more of themselves being an artist, and I, you know, I've written, I do meditation, I've sung, I've danced, I've, you know, had books out, CDs, MP3s, um, even the way I structure my workshops or teaching, to me, great teachers have to have integrate art or creativity. But I feel if people would follow more the path of the artist where you let the art inform you, because when you're following your art, it will lead you on a journey. And then you can find out, oh, how do I maximize this? How do I scale this up? I know a lot of my clients are asking me that. I want to scale this up now. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. first put something together. I mean, our, for some reason, our society, especially of late, has, it's so focused on the scale up and the money. And that will come, and that will come later. You can figure out how to commodify something. But you first have to put, like an artist, you have to put your – five images or 10, 11, 12, yeah. right? Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. live it a, a little bit. So I think, thank you for calling in on this. And it was funny too. You must, I mean, I must've been vibing on you calling in because my <laughs> first thing this morning, I wrote down uh, sacred ambition. Oh, it's funny because Madonna had blonde ambition. Well, I'm sacred ambition, <laughs> but our, our <laughs> guest is going to be talking about this too sacred ambition and connecting to what inspires and I put inspiration to aspiration and you know what is what do you aspire to do and then inspired action and I was really this morning in my meditation connecting into the artist and that is the soul and that's what's being called up in all of us to some degree is like because that's the only way we're going to connect into our higher self into our soul and that's what's yeah. been socialized out of us from kindergarten on or preschool. They, st- you know, they start early. I saw it because I taught school for in those age ranges for a short period of time. Uh, private oh, school. Oh, I less remember so. the plate. We got the we got a plate, a melamine plate to decorate in like second grade, and I was just looking at it like afraid to make a mistake. I couldn't even yeah. color on it. Exactly. Yeah, because there's the right Cause way, the wrong way, the right color. Yeah, yeah. It was permanent. We did, you know, right away. It seemed like after four or five, it's like all of a sudden it's got to it's got to look a certain way. It's got to this. It's got to that. And I think we're, you know, healing from that individually as a collective because the soul, like it, it's almost like you just get on this journey and your life starts unfolding. And that's very much, I'm sure you know this, Kristen, with your art, mm-hmm. right? That you just. Yeah. What am I creating? And then it takes a different turn, and then you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's more this. This is what's happening. So I think if we can – I'm going to have to devise something for this because I, I keep coming back to this. We really need to have this become more of a thing and help, that people have to change their mindset of – what gets me more subscribers? What gets me more money? What gets me the insurance? What get, you know, all of this stuff that yeah. is important. However, not if you really want to live from your soul and you want to live this fulfilling life. You've, you've either got, if you're working you know, with a company or a corporation or a regular job, then you have to say, okay, with my art or my gift or my you know, 
for some people, they want to do readings, they want to do astrology, whatever it is they want to do, create, I want to write, they have to not think about the end result too soon. It just it squishes mm-hmm. out the create. I don't know if you found that as a creative. It's kind of, it, to oh, me, yeah. it squishes out. It does, because you're just worried about other stupid things. Yeah, Where there you, goes your creativity not in the anymore. Yeah, yeah, there goes the juice, yeah. and and so yeah, I think people put on that organizer bookkeeper hat on way too soon, and then there goes the creativity, and then it loses its authenticity. And I've definitely had my experience yeah. with that, where I'm like, oh my god, you know, things. Yeah, and you have to be able to make the mistakes too. Yeah, well, the one that I've like. learned is. Yeah, the one that yeah, exactly. The one the one that I learned was because of my spiritual connection, source energy, God energy, working with guides. Usually the first thing I do or how it comes out is good. It's when too soon I try to refine it or look at other what other people are doing and I go, "Oh, they're very good at this or professional." Then I try to do what they do, instantly the juice dies. The soul juice just mm, goes. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's like dead. And I'm like, "What happened?" So I have to be very careful. People, oh, this is the way to get your YouTube up. This is the way to do this. This is the way to do that. I can tell you every time I have done the way that everybody else said was the way that worked for a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. totally was not my way. And I'm like, okay, you got to go back. That's not your path. You're the outer world kind of way of doing it is not. Even, I'll tell you something, Kristen, even with playing pool years ago, I was playing with these guys, and they all knew pool, and they knew the the mechanics of it and the geometry, and they were at this angle, that angle, and I was mm-hmm. I was winning. I would because I was playing intuitively. I would psychically see the ball. I was energetically moving around, and then they were trying yeah. to show me, and then I was receptive. I said, oh, "Okay, let me learn this." Ang-. I lost, and it was horrible. And I said, "You know what, guys? You know the geometry. Great, you're so good at that. I am not, but psychically." If I get in a flow, that ball goes where it's supposed to go. So I think everybody, yeah. I think the moral of the story between Kristen get and in I, the flow. <laughs> get exactly, and figure out your flow, your way of doing things. Don't try to copy yeah. too much of other people, you know? Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, my God. For sure. I don't know if you've ever had that happen with your art, that it's just like, uh-oh, now it's not going to go well because I'm, not everybody does that. Yeah. A lot of people are pretty good about yeah. sticking to that. Well, keep us posted. Let us know. I will. Yeah. I'm just, and it, thank you mm-hmm. so much. I appreciate it. I love your show. Thank you. Well, you're, re- you're ready to go. Let us know how it unfolds. It sounds like you're getting some good intuitive guidance already. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I will. Bye. Take care. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Sunray. Sunray. <laughs> I'm so Hello. glad I'm, I'm able to just say, pop in and say hi. I'm, I'm actually just about to end my lunch here. Um, I just want to update you and let you know that I got the job, and <gasps> I'm super excited, the- so thankful. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, and it's so funny. On um, just a couple of like just even today you're just like boom you're just saying these like keywords that 
are like just confirmation. My manager's name is LaDonna, so it's funny that you're throwing oh! this name out. <laughs> I love it. And, and then you were talking about polka earlier, and um, I was just talking about polka with someone yesterday um, about how there's a big polka uh, community out there in Chicago. Um, and it's seen. Oh, yeah. You, Probably Southside, right? Chicago. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And polka, it's Polka's through that. Polka's no um, joke. No, Polka's it's not. Polka's no joke. No joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to be in shape. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So that's just so funny that you brought that up and uh, me talking about it with someone about, like, Home Alone, how, because I was like, they're like, really, in Chicago? I'm like, don't you remember Home Alone? Uh, there was that big polka, uh, the polka team that helped um, that mom get back home. And then she was saying, oh, the right, the polka. So oh, yes, the polka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's just like a lot of confirmation for like what's happening this week. But uh, I love you so much. I have to get back to my my. Uh, um, I will be working every Wednesday, so I'm glad I even got to be on the show today. Yeah. Uh, but, um, Whenever you I can. You, the, you too. Uh, wish you the best. Thanks for calling in. Definitely keep us posted. You always have the replays, but if you can sneak a call in, we'd love to hear from you. I will sneak it in. (laughs) All right. Big hug. Big hug to you. you. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Ooh, beautiful, beautiful. Such inspired beings. Wow. Inspiration is key. You know, it's really... as I call it, the soul juice. Soul juice, it's so important, whether we're doing it ourselves or with others or just in nature, from God, the all that is, the flow of life, the energy, ah, can happen in so many ways. Ah, all right, gang, time for our second half of the program. Our awakening dialogue today is with Rebecca Skeel, which um, I'm really excited to have her uh on the on the program. All right, let's see. Hello. Hello, Michelle. It's Rebecca. Rebecca, welcome, welcome. It's so great to connect with you. Really excited to have you, uh, especially with what we've been got kind of talking about. I had early morning. Where is it? Yeah. We we early yeah, morning. I, Oh, you heard it. Oh, you were on for a little bit. Yeah, I heard I heard a little bit of it. I went, well, gosh, they're, uh, they're already singing my tune. This is great. Yeah, because early this morning, after my meditation, and I mean way early, I think it was like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, I was watching certain po- podcasts. Very, you know, about I was thinking, contemplating inspiration, creativity, and then I see you are the author, Manifest Your Sacred Calling. Yep. And... Um, I was like, oh, my God, what a synchronicity because I'm just so feeling this is such an important part right now for so many people in this mm-hmm. part of the awakening. They mm-hmm. literally want to manifest their sacred calling. That's I'm, that's mm-hmm. most everyone I'm working with now, you know, forget the guy, the gal, when does this happen? They might be interested. When am I getting married? When is it? But the big question now is, you know what? I know I'm supposed to be doing something more. I want something else. What am I meant to do? Or how do I manifest this? Yeah. How do I live from it? It's like rising higher than I think it has um, in a very, very long time. 
Um, so I'd love to know a little bit more about you. So whatever you're comfortable sharing, I'd love to hear from you uh, on that. And then I really want to dive into that manifesting your sacred mm-hmm. calling. And I've got some questions for you as well. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, actually, it's the name of the book is Manifesting Your Sacred Ambition. And oh, then the I calling call- comes oh, first. Well, that- Man- okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Manifest. Okay. I'll, yeah, a little bit about me. Um, that what the, what uh, the synchronicity the, though, because I was talking about this morning my meditation ambition, and I, I was know, thinking I heard about you. Uh, sacred ambition. How do you make your ambition? Because usually it's a dirty word. How do you make it sacred? Mm-hmm. What you're motivated to mm-hmm. do. So wait a minute. Let's get the book straight for our our listeners here. Manifest your sacred ambition. ambition. Summon your heart calling into bold loving action. Oh, wow. Manifest your sacred ambition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Even even more spot on. Okay. Spirit's definitely leading this today. Um, okay, Rebecca. Yep. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little bit about me. Uh, let's see. I started working with people in 1990, so it's been a while. And uh, I was a licensed counselor with a spiritual focus. And I published my first book in 2002, which was You Can Make It Heaven, How to Enrich Your Life with Abundance and Loving. And this was an inner heaven. Heaven is an inside job, not a destination. And um started my wisdom school, and it was actually my wisdom school in 2005, where I realized, even though I'd written a book about heaven, you know, you can make your life a heaven or you can make it a hell, and uh, even though I've written that book and I've, you know, done lots of talks on it, and when I launched my wisdom school, w- one of the uh, sessions I was teaching, uh, this lightning bolt <laughs> hit me mm. with the revelation that my calling was heaven. And I went, O-M-G. Wow. I wow. shook, I cried, I trembled, I, you know, all of that. Thing. I mean, my body just, you know, reacted in a in an incredible way. All this energy and download came in, and I just went, whoa, what is this? So that's really when yeah, I... Yeah, exactly. What is this? What did you make of it? <laughs> right. That. Well, it took me a while. It took me a while. I kind of, you know, I, when I talk about this and share the story, it's like I didn't know what to do with this. So I had to kind of file it in the back and then... Kind of unpack it over several months and say, "Wow, this is a this was a calling of heaven, not just something that I'm writing about. It's like this is my calling. Now, what does that mean?" So, yeah. 2005 was when this whole thing started, and here we are in 2024. So, yeah, it's been quite a, a journey. Well, and let's, so that, let's jump into that a little bit more because. Yeah. 2005 was when I started getting the calling to do this podcast, and I had no idea what I was going to do. My guides were saying, and they kept saying it's called awakenings. Not awakening, but awakening. And I'm like, what am I going to talk about? A couple years later, I I was working with a Cosmic Dimensions, a – online radio show and this is it started like just as a half hour segment and then it evolved into interviewing different musicians uh, and artists um you know like meditation music all that ambient music and then it evolved 
Mm-hmm. So what was going – but I don't know. I feel like there's some synchronicity here. So you got mm-hmm. that message. Light, what, mm-hmm. Tell me it again. What was it like? Not just that a heaven, but your mission is this heaven. Is that what you were getting? Yeah, my calling is heaven. So, my so calling me, is heaven. Let me, yeah. Let me, let me say how, what I mean by calling because – um, usually callings are used in the world as, oh, I was called into medicine, I was called into teaching, I was called into, and all of that's great. And I, I agree with all of that and go for it. But callings okay. to me are really the soul essence of who we are. So Ooh, that's go- now calling, you're speaking my language, Rebecca. So I like, let me, tell me what you mean by that. Yes. Yeah. So the calling is to live the truth of who we are, which is our soul essence. So in other words, my experience that I had, it sort of came off the page. It was no longer a concept. It was a direct download of the essence of who I was. And I never articulated it to that level. And that's what the awakening was. Um, That's your your show, that was the awakening, was that, oh, my God, this is this is who I am. And so what am I supposed to do with this? I mean, you know, heaven's not a small thing. And uh, so I was, I went into what I consider a very normal response to finding out what our calling is, and that is, that uh, we hide and play small. Yes. Now, see, what's interesting, that was a similar message I was getting through the work that I was doing was about this soul essence or soul fuel, I uh called it, soul juice. Uh But it's us, and we can't pre-think it. It's like it's Mm -mm. emerging through us. It's not a concept. I love what you said about this. I think this is so important for people to hear. It's beyond concepts. In a way, it's beyond identity, other than a, a yep. saying it's a soul. So it's kind of hard to, you know, I think for the rational mind to lock in on that I, it's a this mm-hmm. or it's a that, because like you said, yes. it's beyond the concept. I love that you said that. I think that's so important. Yeah, so what I did after that was I filed it away and, you know, kept, Every once in a while it would bubble up and I'd go, uh, what is this? And, you know, I felt unworthy. I felt like I can't do this. I mean, what is this? I don't know what to, how to express that. What if I express it and nobody likes me? <laughs> what if I express mm-hmm. it and, and, you know, people are going, who are you? All of this bubbles up. All, I've worked with so many people around this, you know, since, since 2005. And, and this is very normal stuff. It starts to come up around this and I just sort of put it in this umbrella of playing small and hiding and that's what I did I did it for several years and it would peek out every once in a while and I'd kind of try something on and I said well I'm just going to go for it and say this or I'm just going to be this in mm. in this uh, teaching or in this class or this workshop I'm running and just see what happens so um that went on for about five years, <laughs> and I'm not saying everyone yeah. has to go through five years of playing small and hiding, but it did. But I think let's and let's it, pause there if you can remember what you're going to share because I think this is important because I even find myself in my next unfolding sometimes hiding or a little reticent or I look back and I go my God you kind of 
you didn't let it all out what you saw you know mm-hmm. what you yeah. were feeling seeing um especially sometimes yeah. with predictions or because you're like it's like amazing great this gift but at the same time well you are a little weird you're not gonna fit in you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want to shine, and then you're like, well, you are a little, you are sticking out, you know, um, yeah, in a weird yeah. way. Um, yeah. And you can see it sometimes when people meet you. It's kind of like they feel a connection, but you're definitely not, just, you know, there's oh, a yeah. little extra there than the girl next door. Oh, yeah, I'd <laughs> open my mouth and. Yeah, I'd open my mouth and start talking about it, and their eyes would glaze over, and I'd go, well, I just lost them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we, I feel like this, it's kind of this perpetual where you said hiding or, you know, playing small. Playing I mean, small. Mm-hmm. What do we do with that? Well, you know, what, Cause every what time really spirit, we it's do. It's like the shoe stretchers. Every time spirit comes with the, yeah. the shoe sole stretchers, we do, every, there is a little, woo, a little step back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I what we know. do what with do that do is. For that? What we do with that is is spirit actually does what we spirit is in charge here anyway. So I you know when I talk about callings, I say you know we don't lead callings, we follow them. And I think for me, it, I needed those five years. Wow! And then I love that. And then in and then in 2010, I got a tap, a bit, another big tap on the shoulder. This time it wasn't a lightning bolt, but it was definitely a tap on the shoulder. And the calling said to me, "Okay, girlfriend, it is time to step out." So with very wobbly knees and shaky voice and, uh, you know, a lot of stops and starts, I started saying, okay, I'm going to, you know, how do I do this? And so I was really uh, catapulted into stepping more out on the World Wide Web, you know, that's kind of the platform where you get out there and uh, start, and I signed up for a big mastermind, one of those big masterminds where they teach you this and they teach you that and realized that my sweet spot in presenting this sacred ambition was to get on stage. I have a background in theater. So it's like get on stage and run an event. So that's what I did for four years. You studied theater? We're going to put you to work. You're going to be put to work. Yeah, you're not right. You're not playing Lady Macbeth. Here you go. (laughs) Right, you're not playing Lady Macbeth. You are being yourself on stage. You know, you don't think that was, you know, and and then not my not my ego personality self, my soul self, and I, and that's why we hide and play small because to bring this out is so risky to a part of us. Uh, It's dangerous to some of, and I talk about that we we really don't know ourselves and don't know how to work with ourselves and we don't feel safe we will not do it and i've seen wow. people do this and i've so seen true. them do this and you know get right up to the line and then go uh uh-uh, uh 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 i can't yeah. do this and cuz they don't feel safe so they don't do it now that's yeah. not a judgment that's just a you know no. an observation you know yeah so I've had some clients and... say as such. I, I, can, can we go back? Uh, yeah, I've had some clients yeah, say as please. such. They've they've traced it back, and we've done hypnotherapy, we've done stuff on it, and now they've passed it. But it took many, many for, for a few of them, kind of right. years, and it yeah. was it was the safety 
because of mm-hmm. that exposure. What Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? Because I feel like if people can identify, is this the reason why, then maybe they can think of how can I feel safe or what can I do. Yeah, um, sure. Sure. Well, you know, especially if I they think, don't have a strong you know, connection to the higher self, what is? Because mm-hmm. I think you're saying something so important. It is. I, I didn't. I never thought of it this way. Um, yeah, that's interesting, really, Rebecca. That there is it the exposure, well, or is it just the sa- the idea of I'm exposed, or is it just the sa- something triggers and replays, and I don't feel safe. Well, okay. One of the one of the uh, let's say processes that I put people through is what is the calling asking of you? Now that's another uh, you know uh, uh, area where people can go. Ooh, I don't know. It's going to ask something really big of me because callings are yeah. big. And mm-hmm. and yeah. however, not all callings are for a form in the world. Some callings are about just living a life a bigger life with our families, our uh, our spouses, in our jobs, mm-hmm. you know, showing up in a with a different frequency, a different vibration, a different presence. Uh, some some callings are about that. Uh, you know, I, I had a client years ago that said, you know, my calling is to live my best life and what that meant to her. And mm-hmm. so, and other people say, well, no, I this calling you know, I'm going to step out with a blah, blah. You know, I've been mm-hmm. in this field forever, and it's calling me into something else. You know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's calling me into working with animals. It's calling me into feeding the hungry. You know, sometimes it's, yeah. uh, it's a cause that it calls, calls us Thank into. Thank you for sharing. I call it soul call. So we're going to say the calling. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying sure. this because this stops a lot of people from entertaining anything more, just even envisioning, because they think Mm -hmm. it has to be either that it's so big that, oh, I I can't do it or I'm not ready or am I reading this right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've seen sometimes people think it's really big, but it may be just vibrate, live better, you know, better with your kids or your life. Yeah, it's a vibration, it's a frequency, yeah. Yeah, so I love that you're saying this, that it doesn't always have to be this outer something you have to accomplish, that is, no. is that correct? No. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. That's correct. Well, my experience is that. And I've had just as many people say, this is the life I want to live. I want to live more for my soul. I want to live more for my heart or my joy or my peace. You know, people put different qualities on their soul right. around that. Or other people say, oh, my God, this is what I've been waiting for. You know, I've always wanted to do X, Y, Z. And this is the juice to do it. So that's where the ambition comes in because then, and this is, you said it so well at the beginning of our conversation, you said ambition is a dirty word. You know, back when I was running my retreat and my uh, my events, I'd say, who in this world, who who in this audience wants to be ambitious? (laughs) Maybe three hands would go up. Yeah. You know, it's like people don't want to think about it. Quote, unquote, spiritual. You exactly. really get the side eye. Oh my God! Ambi- I'm not ambitious. I don't want to. I'm not mm-hmm. doing. I, I have a. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I just want to be of service. It's like okay. Now how do mm-hmm. we frame this <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that you're helping well, people do the, this? I think it's yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you because I do too. 
because uh, that was yeah. one of the big things I ran into as well. You know, here I was in this mastermind with all these people that were doing, you know, they we need to take steps and we need to do this and that and make more money and then nah, 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 nah. and I was like, uh, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm so. I'm doing heaven. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Doing this. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, so the way that I found that it worked for me, and I again, I want to say this is my journey and also what I've learned from working with others, is a sacred calling brings a blessing. That's why I call it sacred, because it blesses us to live it, and it blesses others when we share it. So if we come from the place that this is a blessing, if I'm going to use my ambition and my power, and by the way, I'm those two is what I work with, is that that's also going to be sacred because it's coming from a sacred place inside of me. So I found that my ambition to step out there uh, was sacred. It was, it didn't have the same kind of vibration or energy that ambition what I thought ambition was or how I might have done ambition 30 years ago or whatever. It was very different. And people picked it up. And, you know, by the end of the uh, event that we did, you know, they had completely reworded, rethought, re-experienced ambition for themselves. It's like I believe ambition is innate. I believe all of us are born ambitious. If you just look at little kids. And I'm not saying oh, ambition too. meaning, yeah, yeah, it's not like we want to be ambitious over someone or use ambition to put anybody down. It's like, yeah, the little kid that wants to ride the bicycle, that's ambitious, wants to learn how to ride ambition, uh, the bicycle. Yeah. So I, you know, when I bring this out, I say, you know, we're all ambitious. We just, it's just become tainted over the years where we've seen role models and we've heard you know, people say, well, you're cer- certainly ambitious. You know, <laughs> it's like, ooh, <laughs> I just get slimed. I think so. So ambition is um, something that we can, you know, uh, spray and get all the gook off, off of it and just go, no, I'm lining this up with my calling. I would never have done those events if I didn't get tapped on the shoulder from the calling that said, okay, girlfriend, it's time. And I just wanted to, and I argued with it, you know. I said, no, you know, I said, nope, it is. So, of course, and I, you know, I already talked about that. And then the other thing is power. I completely um, rework power in my book. I talk about it. It's the power of our loving. It's the power of our presence. It's the power of our joy it's the power of our i think you use the word inspiration it's the that's our power it's not power over or misuse or abuse of power that is the power of who we are and that's again michelle for me one of the joys and one of the benefits of living from our calling is that we do feel powerful we do uh feel like, you know, I can show up and I can say what I need to say and I can be effective and put it out there and let it go and, you know, to serve the highest good, to serve the greater good, and there you go. I love that. I think part of this awakening where we're at has a lot to do with that reframing, well, 
I, I always said it had to do with power, which I always talk about power and empowerment, but now I'm going to add your ambition, if I may, in my next talk sure. that I'm going to share. Rebecca's skill set, <laughs> because I feel like those, well, because both of those are very natural, because power, mm-hmm. true power is empowering and empowerment, the ability yeah. to empower and, and, and inspire, and whether yourself or others. And those two things, and, and you know, we let's say the let's say the skewed aspect of judeo christian or all major religion everything funneled through that said you do not have that and don't have that don't have ambition mm-hmm. bad to strive or mm-hmm. have be ambitious or you know mm-hmm. big for your britches right don't get too big for your right. britches <laughs> absolutely absolutely right? oh my god you know you're shining <laughs> your soul shining shining and it's like well who are you? Don't get too big for your brain. You're yeah, like, oh who are you God. to shine? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I learned something years ago by an acquaintance friend, billionaire, uh, who had gifted me something monetarily, and it was quite expensive. And I had done the reading. I would helped him through something with a few things. And um, he said, Michelle, you have to realize some people, all they have is money. And he said, what else could I give you? And I thought, mm-hmm. And I thought of him, especially his mental emotional state with all his patterning. I thought, no, I'm not going to get any advice from you, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe in business, but I don't care about, you know, that kind of world. And I learned some, and it changed my view on on myself and my gifts and life, that I realized that connection to our soul, through our higher self, however you want to put it, that soul, could, and you're calling that sacred ambition, is power. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. And I started looking at things differently and going, okay, you can be very powerful. You can choose to be powerfully temporally also, money, finance, all that. That's great. That's a great game too. But where does the real power come from is mm-hmm. not that. Is that so? No. Is heaven. Is your yep. heaven. Yeah, And I realized that by seeing people that didn't have that, they had everything else. And I mean, they had everything else and could buy anything and everything. And they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing they wanted to go for, uh, to own, but not necessarily, you know, because it takes some kind of development within yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think for I think there's this, by just t- talking with you now, I'm just wondering, Gosh, what happens when we reclaim that and it doesn't become that dirty word or dirty words and we, and we see it as something good and fruitful or to be used as the good? I mean, Rebecca, that's game-changing. I agree, Michelle. I really do. Uh, well, may, let me add this to um, your query and where you are, and I love that you're, you're uh, taking all this in and then, you know, and then asking me, questions and it's like okay what's next see to me true fulfillment this lifetime is manifesting ourselves so where i take this or what has happened for me and what i teach and mentor in people is it's great if you want to go out you know your calling is saying you know you know hold i mean open up a practice or go into this field or you know join this social cause that's wonderful Mm -hmm. but you need to remember that what you are really manifesting is yourself and that's what we really have come in this lifetime to do yeah that's all it is 
that's why I tell people your sole yeah. purpose is not what you're doing. It's you. It's what it's you. Right. Came here yeah. to be you and do you. Um, yep. Now, do you see a strip? Because that's, I mean, gosh, it's so freeing and empowering hearing you say this. So I know in in doing that, then how you want to do it and where that's all whippy dippy. Mm-hmm. That's get, that's fun and interesting, but it really mm-hmm. rolls things back to me in something very simple and also joyful. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more mm-hmm. joy when I don't. Um, let me ask you something. It kind of and we can wind back in where we are. But what as a therapist and what you were doing? What do you see? What's the correlations you see? with what we're talking about right now. You mean as a therapist? Yes. Is that did I understand your question? Yes, as a th- oh yeah, as a therapist. So what's the similarities with people coming with, you know, their concerns or their issues or things emotionally and then what you're seeing as this sacred ambition and connecting to the soul? Mhm. Are you yeah, do you see any correlations or overlap, or do you see one helps, maybe it is about the soul, even in those instances? Well, I think everything's about the soul and soul and the soul experiences that we've come in to learn this lifetime. But back when mm-hmm. I was doing straight counseling, um, you know, and now I don't do straight counseling, I do mentoring, and I do mm-hmm. teaching. And so, you know, when I'm working with someone, if they're still stuck in story-based reality, if they're still with their story. And I said, you know, go go work with this therapist over there and, you know, work that. And then when you're ready, if you mm. want to do this soul work, because yeah. it's, it's, like a, it's like a cluttered closet. Uh, and that's one of the uh, pictures I use, the images I use, is that mm-hmm. our soul gets stuffed in the back, our experience, you know, our connection to our soul gets stuffed in the back of all of our experiences in our life that have been disappointing or hurtful or fear-based or conditioned or whatever, and it's like an overstuffed closet. So we have to clear the clutter. And it takes a while to clear. Exactly. Yeah. I always tell people, your soul isn't having the the issue. Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) No, the souls don't have the issue. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I hate when people say, oh, they're a broken soul. And I go, oh, no, they're not broken. No, 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 no. Right? Souls are not broken. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's the ego personality that is is broken and, you know, defended and protected and denial and distracted and all those kind of things that, you know. So it's like that work has to be done so that the soul Mm. can start shining Mm -hmm. through, you know. (laughs) And uh, so it's. It's like, yes, there is a correlation. And I had many clients that I worked with when I was, you know, doing straight counseling that, um, you know, wanted to get to the soul. You know, they wanted to get to that heaven. Uh, And so those that did continue to work with me and those that didn't say, you know, thank you very much, and they went on their way. And what the either way was just fine because to me we're all living a soul life just not everyone is accessing it at a conscious level and wants yeah. to live from that place. And that's really okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have everybody replay that. Every assault, Not everyone's either connected to it or accessing it. Not everyone is accessing. Now, in your, in your book, um, 
mm-hmm. manifest your sacred ambition and uh, fueling the sacred fire. What's that? Mm-hmm. Um, do you get into that? Because I love what you're saying. You got to do the got to do the story work. I love how you put it. Yeah, people are still. You can't get to the soul story. You know, the soul unfolding, the big the mm-hmm. big picture. Mm-hmm. If you're still in the mm-hmm. you know in the little graphic novel. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to get to the, oh. the big. Um, yeah, do you t- do you share that with Graphic people? Knowledge. Right? Oh, I mean, that's absolutely. Really, that's so. That's interesting. Oh, so interesting. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like if we you don't do your inner work, little novels. Yeah, if, yeah, if we don't do our inner work, it's it's uh, it's not gonna work. <laughs> what can mm-hmm. I say? It's just not gonna. But because the thing about if you if you think about it for a moment, or or maybe just. If we're really going to live from who we are, how much was that seen, heard, honored, respected uh, in our life up until, you know, whatever time in our life we decided to do this? How much was it seen, heard, respected, and honored? Very little. Yeah. Yeah. So do you also look at it as a practice? I'm wondering, like, yeah. let's say discovering yeah. and learning to fall. So it seems like it's something that you have to m- make some sort of practice of. And maybe well, there's some uncovering, you know, stuff. Yeah, uncovering and emerging. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and, uh, and I talk about listening. You know, I talk a lot about listening. I mean, that's really the first step is to sit and listen and ask and not say, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Oh, I know, you know. What yeah. I need to oh do. my God! Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, <laughs> Rebecca, you're 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 in my head. Okay. I'm in your. I'm telling you exactly same thing. I say you don't know. That's if you know, mm-hmm. it's your ego personality. Mm-hmm. You might be mm-hmm. wounded ego. So how yep. do we start shifting this? Because it's so true. People do a workshop, or they read a book, and something, or they see something online, TikTok. Someone's doing this. Oh, I know. That's what I meant to do. And I always know from my own ex- when I hear that, and there's a certain shoulders go up, head goes up, you know, there's a certain flare. Uh-huh. I just go, oh no, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's not that easy. It co- it comes in a whisper or a scream. It doesn't yeah. come by figuring yeah. it well, out. It, yeah, and even you know when you when you get it, you know, like a you know my my soul calling is blah blah. It's like, well, okay, now what? You know, what am I supposed to do with this? And usually there's no doing with it. Yeah, Yeah. there's no doing with it. It's like sit down and start listening. So, you know, journaling is great. Dreaming, doing dream assignments is great. Um, One of the things that I love to talk about, because this is is one of my traps. I I have a chapter in my book called uh, Traps and Detours. One of my traps was bright, shiny objects. So Mm. one of the things that I uh, found myself really pulled to, and I did, believe me, I've done everything that I talk about in the book. Um, That's a distraction, that's a bright, shiny object, that's a folly, that's a detour, that's a, um, you know, I've done it all. And so I got really into bright, shiny objects. And, you know, bright, shiny objects can be everything from, uh, you know, uh, fame and fortune. It can be uh, if you have you want an email list. You want to make a certain amount of money. Um, you know, you want to be known as the expert. Uh, you want to write a book. Uh, you know, it's like these are all bright shiny objects. 
because we start putting our energy into that rather than, whoa, let's back up here and let's just sit and breathe and listen. And, you know, in our society, uh, that's not exactly uh, honored and respected. And, you know, it's like, no, we got to get out that door and here we go. And so there's a, there is a period of time that, you know, it's like holding the reins. It's like, mm. let's just hold the reins here and let's just be with oneself. And I talk about it emerging, much like, you know, the wonderful analogy of the chrysalis and the cocoon and then the imaginal cells being all goo and then coming out in the butterfly. And a lot of the process is you're in the goo. Yeah. You know, you're, goo you're not the time. caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, you're not the caterpillar and you're not the butterfly. You're the goo. And people mm-hmm. don't like being the goo. <laughs> no, no. Now, let me ask, when stuff comes up, like you said the shiny object, I don't, I don't know, mine is kind of like, oh, some button of the professional, oh, now I have to um, learn and do it this way. If I'm going to, if mm-hmm. now it's going to be a thing, I have to help mm-hmm. make it a thing. And um, mm-hmm. when that comes, let's say when that comes up for people, what do you suggest? What do you, is that where you say you have to get more quiet and listen or just watch what's happening? I mean, what do you do? Well, usually bright, shiny objects will take us down a primrose path, and when we get to the end of it or we get down it, we go, oh, this is not it. Oh. This is not it. It's yeah. the energy of it. It's like oh, I heard you speaking earlier with the guest earlier, and you talked about if you tried to do it someone else's way that the whole energy would go away, your inspiration would just fall flat. That's what starts to happen. It's like the yeah. energy of the calling, the presence of the calling, oh. you know, it's like it, we lose track of it. It goes away. It's like, wow, I mean, it's it's like I was holding or things this. things Oh. Yeah. See, I didn't attribute I, so I that because that happened to me. I don't know. Before you heard that part, I was saying I've already done that. I've tried to do, oh, now I have to learn this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I research and I, I learned this. Oh, and this person said to do it this way and you need to be yep. more of this and more of that. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. after a while, oh, so that loses the juice. And yep. I wondered why. I didn't know why. I just thought, uh-oh, this is, you got to not do that. I just chopped it up to spirit. You've got a different path. I didn't know why. I'm just like, okay, you got to. Just forget about now. You got the big. You've done it enough. Now you see. Absolutely, you cannot do that. But I didn't realize. I just thought it was the connection. My, you know, spirit. I'm. I'm not listening. I didn't kind of get the the nuance that you're speaking of now, which is. Well, I yeah, I understand because I did the same thing. I spent a lot of money in a big mastermind working with one of the top gurus in that area, and I threw out probably eighty percent of it. Mm-hmm. Meaning, yeah. I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to do that. I, you know, now it's time to do that. Now it's, you know, this right. and blah blah blah. Eighty percent of it did not fit, and I wondered why. You know, I was feeling so uncomfortable with mm-hmm. the with the process I was in, even though they were well-meaning and you know, lots They're of people were getting lots and of it works. The thing too, though, it works yeah. for them, though. Yeah, That's what gets exactly. me, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like this time I I caught my and I said just it works for them hallelujah but guess what it does it, you're seeing it does not work for you once again 
So that is very interesting. So what what is it? It's not authentic. It's losing the vibration. What it, what exactly goes yeah. on when we do well, that? That's, yeah, well, that's my experience, is that whatever vibration and energy and spark and inspiration and soul is connected to my calling, it doesn't match it. And I don't care, you know, how wonderful it is and how many people love it and how much money I've spent on it. It's like, nope, right. it's not a match. And I had to walk away. And I, of course, said everything to myself that, you know, you probably said to yourself, oh, it's me and you know, and I'm done doing it right, and, you know, no, no, no. And then I sat down and said, wait a minute. You know, what? what is really the true authentic expression of heaven, of this calling for me? And it started to come forward, and oh. I followed it. And I, you know, That's have never looked back. That's even a good question to ask, too. That's a mm-hmm. great question to even just ask your inner, yeah. you know, whatever you form God, higher self, inner self, whatever yeah, you want right. to call. So right. um, that's a great um, – because I at first thought it was me, like, oh, you are a mm-hmm. little different or how you do things or it, it doesn't quite click. Then I finally went to, oh, I have a different path. I didn't know why. I'm just like I, – all I t- – again, I've laughed with it with my friends. I'm like, I don't know – you know, I mean, I even did I remember in a business meeting. It was kind of entertainment business, and mm-hmm. I had just success. And, and, and it's always this beginning success because I'm true. I'm line aligned. And then the person just started saying, "Oh, well, you next you need to do." The, and I even said, "Oh, I don't know." I said, I, uh, "Those kind of mm-hmm. things don't <laughs> normally work for me, so I don't know. I'll just." Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. and they were perplexed. And, and but I didn't know how to explain it, Rebecca. I was like, I don't know. There's just like a trigger, a boomerang, something that cuts, like the light switch goes off, and mm-hmm. it just stops. But I never knew. I never understood it in the context that you're putting. Um, you know, whether vibration, with frequency, you know, the soul, mm-hmm. the, the soul design mm-hmm. or matrix or blue. That it's just not. Yeah. It's not in it's alignment. It's your divine blueprint, right? Your divine yep. blueprint. Exactly. So what's yep. a good thing to do if you're in something and that, like, influence comes in? Is that the inf- the stop, pause that you were yeah, talking stop, about, listen? And, yeah, listen. And the other big key to this, and, and I, you know, teach this big time, is compassion. Mm. Self-compassion. Um, mm. okay. We need to understand that there are parts of us inside that have to get on board with this. And they may not be so excited about it right at first. Yeah. Uh, and, not, you know, as not doing it the professional yeah. way. <laughs> right. Or, or we're not following a model or we're outside the mold yeah. or, as you, as you yeah. said, I'm following a different path, a, you know, the road less traveled kind of thing. And, you know, why do I have to be the re- weird one? You know, why doesn't everybody yeah, else exactly. be weird and I can be normal? <laughs> That's true. That's so true. My God, why do I have to be the weird? Can I just for once be the normal one? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, um so yeah, it's we have to work with these parts, and that's again the the inner work that needs to be done, and I call it self mastery. And so compassion goes so far because one of my big uh, teaching um, is you don't need fixing, you need loving. So oh. it's bringing the loving and the compassion 
to ourselves over and over and over and realize we don't have to fix anything. We just need to love it. And as we love parts, they settle down. You know, they feel safer. They trust us more. They say, well, yeah, okay, maybe we will go do this event. You know, okay, maybe, you know, maybe it'll be okay. And, you know, that's what begins to happen because love transforms, and it's the only thing that does. Oh, my gosh, so beautifully put. So the compassion and bringing these parts parts or parts um, along. Oh, mm-hmm. Rebecca, let us know. We're winding. I could talk to you all day. I so appreciate your um, insight. I really, really do. Um, from what you've received, opened up to, and, and what you're sharing um, with the world. Let us know a little bit about what you have going on. Of course, your book is Manifest Your Sacred Ambition. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah, I love what you're doing a- with ambition and power. It's what now? Thank you. Yeah, it's you can get it on Amazon or you can walk into any bookstore and order it. Uh, but I want to say it's okay. also a Kindle and it's also I also recorded it. So if you're into audio books, oh, you can do okay. that too. Okay, great. A lot of people um, are into audio right now, I'm finding. Yeah. Kindle too, what I, but a lot of audio. Yeah, audio books are really, really hot. So I've recorded it and, and it's my voice. And um, so um, what do I have going on right now? Well, Right now I have podcasts going on, which I'm really enjoying. And um, I'm, run, I'm running all kinds of online groups with different um, groups of people who are at different levels. And I'm about to start, uh, and I don't have it up yet, so if you go to my website, which is RebeccaEskeel.com, and there's an E in there, um, you'll see other uh, podcasts that have been posted on there. I also have, you know, some courses that are very inexpensive that you can, uh, you know, sign up for. You can go to my YouTube channel. I've got lots of videos on my YouTube channel. And again, it's Rebecca Eskeel. But I'm I'm thinking about starting a, a master class on building your wisdom bridge because that's really foundational for people to understand that they have a choice, mm. which is big time big time, and to get to know their higher self, their soul, whatever you want to call it, um, inside and to really bridge between our human reactive nature, which I call our story-based reality, and into our divine nature, which I call our grace-based reality. So how to bridge that? Because to me, once we bridge it and know that we don't need fixing, we really need loving, uh, then that that shifts the whole playing field. And then if people mm-hmm. want to go on the, from there, you know, they can. I love that. And I, I feel so many more people need to learn that, and we need to, you know, edge out that bad soul, broken soul, all these things. That is oh, like, yeah, that's, oh, no, my, yeah. Yeah, that's um, – no. but you're doing it. You're doing no. it. Well, Come back you. anytime. Yeah, I am too. But I mean, you, you're speaking with the ambition. You manifest your sacred ambition. I love what you're doing with that, with the, the ambition, like, you know, really rehabbing it and bringing it into. Because you're right. It is. It's so innate to us. The, mm-hmm. I, you know, ambition is also that, like you said, with the child or the infant, the ability mm-hmm. to move, to express. I mean, yep. it is so innate yep. to us, and yep. to have it. Um, taken, you know, really taken away or made bad. It's just that it's been made bad. 
So it's yeah, kind of hard, right. you know, to access it. Um, it's kind of like a secret. I really want this, but I'm not going to say. You know, it's like yeah, exactly. our determination, exactly. right? Oh, I don't want to well say anything because I don't want anybody to think, I, you know, I want something. God forbid you want something. That's what we're supposed to desire. That's the emotions, you know. <laughs> Those mm-hmm. Desire can be good. Oh, yeah. gosh, I feel so inspired by you. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I really, really have enjoyed this. So, anyway, come thank back you, anytime, and you, you're well, amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you, and it's been a pleasure, and I'm so glad it came. this came together so serendipitously. That was really lovely. Oh, probably guided by spirit, meant to be, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, it's so tied Absolutely. into my meditation and messages I was receiving this morning and these podcasts that aligned mm-hmm. to it, and I thought, oh, I've got to share on this. And then I look and I see your thing about ambition, you know, I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Um, <laughs> the calling, and I've been talking about that up to my and my guides, you know, like, so I think it's a critical juncture right now. And so what you're sharing mm-hmm. with people and teaching and the mentoring and, and also through your book, this is that part of the awakening. I would say that the awakening is not happening, whatever, this new paradigm, it's not happening by itself. You know, we're not Dorothy clicking mm-hmm. our heels. We uh-uh. have to do it. We're doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing it oh, from yeah. the soul. We've got we, uh-huh. yeah. we to do it. Right? we got to do it. Yep. So I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are going to not, are already, but I see more people in the next wave of awakening going, okay, okay, how do I heal? How do I do this? What mm-hmm. is this? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. let me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them are going to say, oh my God, it's what I wanted to do anyway, or it's what I loved to do. <laughs> We're going to hear a lot of yeah. that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. It's it's going to feel so good to one's everything, the body. You know, the whole thing, it's like, yeah. wow, I am. I have both feet on the yellow brick road, and I know where I'm going. You know, yeah, I mean, that's, exactly. that's such a great experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to meet you on the soul path, and I just wish you continued um, success and soul unfolding, and I look forward to the next conversation. Thank you, Michelle, and the same to you. Many blessings. Are you guys ex- inspired as I am? I love it. Re- you're going to have to rewatch this. I'm going to post a little bit of it, uh, the, the, obviously the replay, but lots of golden nuggets in this, lots of answers to questions, to soul questions. Um, if you just happen to be switching through and you're like, what are you talking about? Who is this? All is in the descript- uh, description box. This was Rebecca Skeel we were talking with. Um, talking a bit about her book and everything else around it, Manifest Your Sacred Ambition, right? And I love what she said, we don't lead callings, we follow them. Really important information and insight. Um, As always, everyone, thank you for co-creating this, being a part of this podcast uh, and community. Um, Connect with me, Soul Awakening and Tarot on YouTube, Awakenings with Michelle Mache on YouTube, Patreon, if you want to dive deeper, that's another place. Uh, lots of, you know, lots of good uh, resources that come through this podcast also. And I'm sure many of you do have your own resources, but always can be more, expand into more. Anyway, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. 
For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you alone?